And today I want to talk to you about you are a light. You are a light. I want to go back to what I kind of think is our theme scripture for this series. I've read it uh, the past two weekends. I want to read it this weekend as well in John chapter 8 and verse number 12. The Bible says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And Jesus is the light of the world. When Jesus came on that first Christmas day over 2,000 years ago, he came as the light of the world, and he came to invade our darkness. And when the Bible talks about darkness, it's talking about our sin, our imperfections, our, our junk, our, our mess is talking about all of the things that we have done wrong. And Jesus came to invade our darkness. And understand this, he didn't come to condemn us, but to convict us so that we would realize our need of a Savior. So Jesus came to convict us so that he could save us, so that he could forgive us because he loves us. And it's important that you understand that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, the Holy Spirit, one God who exists in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, came to live inside of us. And listen, when God the Holy Spirit came to live inside of us, when we gave our life to Jesus, at that very moment, we became the light of the world. You and I as Christians are light for the world. God's light is shining through us. The Bible says it like this in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 14. And this is a, the scripture I want to share from today and unpack and teach from. It says, you talking about Christians. Yes, Jesus is the light of the world, but when we give our life to Jesus, God comes to live inside of us, and now we're light for the Lord. And it says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men. Let your light Shine, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And friends, we want our light to shine so that God will be praised. We want our light to shine bright so that those who don't know Jesus Christ will see the light of God in us and want to give their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. What I want to do for the next few moments is I want to show you three things that will stop our light from shining bright in a dark world. We are the light of the world. Three things that will stop our light from shining bright. And the first is this. Don't hide your light. Don't hide your light. You and I are the light of the world and our light will not shine bright if we hide our light. The scripture says it back in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 15. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Light a lamp. I I have a candle here and you know what? When you light a candle, you don't 
light a candle. Everybody shout light. It worked. Come on, one more time. All right, here we go. Here we go. You don't light a lamp. You don't light a candle and then put it under a bowl. That, that's not the purpose of lighting a, a candle, a light. You put it on a stand so that it can shine bright. You don't hide it under a, a bowl. And so Jesus said, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And the Bible says as, as followers of Jesus that we should not hide our light under a bowl, unfortunately. There are many Christians who hide their light under a bowl instead of letting it shine brightly. And the reality is this, there are people who don't even realize they're hiding their light. Some of you today, some of you watching online around the world don't even realize you're hiding your light. Let me just quickly share with you three common areas where Christians hide their light. The first is this, we hide our light with our, our, our life, or if you were going to add another word, our lifestyle can hide our light. The Bible says it like this in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 8. It says, for you were once darkness. There was a time I lived in darkness. You lived in darkness if you know the Lord today. We lived in darkness. We were trapped in sin. We were trapped in bondage. And it says, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children. Everybody shout live. So key. You see, when we give our life to Jesus Christ, it affects the way that we live. Because now that we are no longer in darkness, we are in light. He says live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them. And when you and I find areas of darkness in our life, as Christians, when we start living contrary to God's word, sin is in our life. The Bible says don't don't hide it, don't put up with it, don't let it affect the way uh, your relationship with Christ, but instead the Bible says expose it, bring it to the light. Verse 12 goes on to say, for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it, why, why it is said, wake up, O sleeper, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine, check this out, will shine on you. Can I tell you today, friends, Christ wants to shine on you. He wants to shine in you so that he can shine through you to a dark world. And because Christ wants to shine in you, Christ wants to shine through you. Verse 15 says, be very careful. So interesting. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And friends, the the days are evil. And there is darkness all around. And you and I are supposed to be light for the Lord. But can I tell you that if we yield to our flesh, instead of to the the Holy Spirit who is inside of us, can I tell you we will cover our light. 
If we don't let the Holy Spirit change us, and the Holy Spirit's been changing me ever since I surrendered my life to Christ at the age of 17, the Holy Spirit has been changing me and and making me more like Jesus. But if I don't let the Holy Spirit change me, if you don't let the Holy Spirit change you, can I tell you that our lifestyle will cover our life, and people in the world, people still in darkness, they will look at us, and they see no difference in our life than their life, and they think, why do I need this Jesus? I mean, I don't see any difference in your life. Can I tell you that our life... If we're not careful, it will go under a bowl by the way we live. There's a second thing that I want you to see. Not only that our life, our life, we can hide our light under a bowl by the way we live, but number two, our lips. Our lips can hide our light under a bowl. Here's how the scripture says it in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 through 15. It says, do everything without complaining or arguing. Do everything. Come on, everybody shout everything. Every time I read this scripture, I get under conviction. Because the Bible says do everything without complaining or arguing. How many of you accomplished this scripture this past week? Lift your hand. Quit lying. Stop lying. Do everything without complaining. And most of us complain a lot. Isn't it interesting that the very things we prayed for, the very stuff we prayed for, we now complain about? Isn't that interesting? Lord, bless me with a job. Lord, I need to make money and pay the bills. Lord, bless me with a job. And then the Lord blesses us with a job. I hate this job. Sick of this job. Tired of going to work. The very thing we prayed for. Lord, Lord, bless me with a car. Bless me, Lord, with a place to live. Get, bless me with a house. Bless me. Lord, bless you bless me. I need a car and a place to live. And God blesses us with a car. He blesses us with a house. And we say, I'm, you know, I'm tired of this house. Why is it breaking down? Why, what is wrong? What's wrong with this car? I got to get another oil change. And we start complaining by the very thing we prayed for. Lord, Lord, would you, would you bless me with a husband? Would you bless me with a wife? Uh, 30 days later, Jesus, I'm sick of being married. Very thing we prayed for. Lord, bless me with some kids. Oh, God, just give me some kids. Lord, bless me with some kids. God blesses you with some kids. You're my last nerve. And we complain about the very thing we prayed for. And the Bible says, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. Check this out. In which you shine like stars in the universe. You see, friends, we have to watch our lips. We have to watch our mouths because we're supposed to shine like stars in the universe. But when we go through life complaining, when we go through life arguing, You see, our lips are so important. What we say, what comes out of our mouth is so important. And friends, can I tell you, when we go around gossiping and lying and backbiting, we hide our light. When we go around cussing people out, degrading people with our mouth, we hide. The Bible says, let your light shine. 
And our lips are so important. And the Bible says we're supposed to shine like stars in the, in the sky. Friends, can I tell you, we got to quit whining and we got to start shining. And if we're not careful, our lips, we will cover our light up in a bowl by our lips, by our, our, our life. And number three, by our love, our love. The Bible says this about our love in John chapter 13 and verse 35. By this, all men, those who know the Lord, those who don't know the Lord, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And friends, we cover up our light when we don't love each other. The scripture says it like this. I think 1 John says it so plainly. 1 John chapter 2 verse number 9 says, If anyone claims I am living in the light but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves another brother or sister is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. Because you cause others to stumble, you cover your light up when you go around not loving people, when you're mean to people, when you hate people. Friends, can I tell you, you're hiding your light under a bowl. And Christians can oftentimes... Only love people who are like, like them. And Lord, let, let us not be a church that only loves people who are like us. That we only love people who are the same skin color as us or love people who are the same social or ec- economic status as us or, or love people who have the same political views as us or love people who have the same denominational beliefs as us. And I think one of the tragic things that can happen in the church is if we're not careful, we can shoot our own wounded. When somebody's messed up, when somebody's blown it, when somebody gets trapped in sin, when somebody makes a huge mistake, if we're not careful, the church can shoot their own wounded. But listen, we're called to love people. They will know that we're his disciples if we can love one another. And if we don't love, if we don't love, we cover up our light. And friends, can I tell you what love, when we love each other, love is long-suffering. Come on, you got to learn to put up with one another. Can I tell you that there is no perfect church? There are no perfect people. I said this last week at the Dream Builders dinner. If there is a perfect church, don't you go to it because it won't be perfect anymore. Amen. You stay away. You stay right here and praise the Lord. We know we're not perfect. And yet, you know, we can get... We can start, you know, not loving each other and complaining and, and, and degrading one another. And somebody messes up, somebody falls into sin. We don't love them. We condemn them. We point a finger at them. And listen, we're called to love each other. All of our differences, all, all the different views that we have, we're called to love each other. Jesus said, though, know you're my disciples if you will love one another. That will be the distinguishing thing if people will know you belong to me. And if you don't love each other... Your light's not shining bright. There's a, a second thing I want you to see, a second thing. First of all, don't hide your light. Don't hide your light. Number two is this, don't hoard your light. Don't hoard your light. Notice what he says back in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And friends, Christ's followers are called to be the light, notice this, of the world. Not the light of the church. Not the light for Christians, but the light of the entire world. And and the world is full of darkness, and we should be a shining light 
in all of the darkness. And the reality is if we're not careful, if I'm not careful, you know what happens is we start being light for lighted places <laughs> instead of our light going and shining in darkness. If we're not careful, we forget that we're the light. We're the light. We're the church. And the world is not here for us, but we're here for the world. We're supposed to have our light shining in, in darkness. And can I tell you what can happen so, so easily is, is we can have our light and hoard it. And here we are as light for the Lord. And we just hang out in the church house together and, you know, little Christian clubs. And we just shine our light on each other. You know what I mean? We just hang out together. And we, we don't go into darkness. Oh, no, we, we're Christians. We hang out together. And we have little Christian parties. I call them light parties. Little light parties. Ooh. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party don't stop. And we just shine our light on each other. Ooh, child. Aren't we light? Ooh, look how light we are. We're just so lit up. <laughs> and we go in our little Christian clubs and do our little Christian things and hang out together. And you know what happens? You know what happens? What happens to churches if we're not careful? We start trying to keep people out instead of trying to get them in. Because, you know, this is our little thing, and you don't look like us. You don't act like us. You don't do what we do. And so, you know, we're going to make it hard for you to get in because we're holy. We're holy. And we don't build bridges. We build walls to keep people out. And then, you know, when you get real spiritual, you know, you, know, you get a big old light. You get spiritual. I'm spiritual. <laughs> I've been serving the Lord for years. You're a little light, but I'm deep. I talk about deep theological truths. But yeah, your problem is you only do it at church. You're in the light. You, you only you hang out with Christians. You don't ever shine your light anywhere else. You don't ever go in the darkness. And, you know what can happen is, is instead of being a searchlight, where we're searching for people, we become a motion detector light. You ever seen one of those on the house before? It's a motion detector, and if you walk near it. It'll shine on you because it detects the motion. And you know what those motion detector lights are for? To keep you away. We see you get away. <laughs> That's what church can be like sometimes. Don't you hate that bright light? It bothers you, doesn't it? I know. I, yeah, I know. That's what we do. Look at, look at you. Look at, look how you're dressed. We don't come to God's house looking like that. What is wrong with you? Don't you know we are holy people? You don't look like that. And we shine our motion detector lights at people. Look at you. Look at you. I can't believe it. Now you talk like that. You, you, you live like that. Oh, my God. Look, look, let's look a little close. Look at you, girl. Look, y'all come look. You messed up. You sin. Look, and we, listen, listen, we, we try to keep people out. And that's not church. Listen, we start thinking church is for church people. And God's just for Christians. And we got a little Holy Ghost party. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party. But we're shining our light on each other. Light is for darkness. And then, you know, people get real spiritual, you know. They, you know, they talk about how much they know the Lord. And people start talking weird. 
And, you know, we create our own little church language because church is for church people, you know. So we create our own little church language. No, nobody else understands, you know. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I'm glorious. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Filled, sanctified, touched. Oh, walking with angels. Glory to God. Divine, divine. I'm divine. Hallelujah. You ever heard somebody talk like that and you don't know what they're saying, but you just fake it? You're just like... Because we create, because we don't want you to come in. We, we don't want you to come in. We're trying to keep you out. And friends, can I tell you, that's not the church of Jesus Christ. Because listen, church is not just for church people. And God is not just for Christians. We're the light of the world. Why do we hoard our light? Why are we trying to keep people out who are different than us? That's not the church. Just look at somebody and say, he's not talking to me today. Amen. He's not talking to me. I'm glad you're here. Go ahead and tell him, yeah. We're the light of the world. There's a, third, there's a third thing I want you to see. A third thing, don't, don't hide your light, don't hoard your light. Number three, don't be a hindering light, a hindering light. Notice what he says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 16. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And friends, one of the biggest ways Christians become a hindering light is by talking more than walking. And notice the Bible says that people will see your good deeds and not just hear about deeds or hear about your faith. And I'm not advocating that people shouldn't talk or hear about our faith and our love for God, but I am saying that people would much rather see a good sermon than hear a good sermon. I am saying that people are more impacted by what we do more than what we say. I like how the old quote says it. It says, preach the gospel and use words if necessary. Preach the gospel, and use words if necessary. I think James sums it up best in James chapter 2 and verse 26. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Let your light shine before men that they see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We should have good deeds as Christians. We don't have good deeds to get saved. We can't work to get saved, but we should work because we are saved, because we're compelled, we're motivated by the Holy Spirit. And what good is it to have all this light and put it on the shelf and just let it sit? You know, well, I come to church and, you know, I sing a few songs, but I just, just kind of keep my light, you know, kind of to myself. And I talk about my faith some, but I just don't really do a whole lot. I mean, light just sitting on the shelf. Can I tell you, friends, that light is supposed to make a difference? Light is point, supposed to point people towards Jesus. Light is supposed to impact people's lives. And if all we do is say, I'm the light of the world and do nothing, how are we making a difference in our world? 
Because the Bible says people should see our good deeds and praise our Father in heaven. And that's why I teach frequently about let's be the light. Let's do good deeds. Let's serve in our community and make a difference and bless people and help the poor and, and help maybe the struggling single mom or the dead that's strung out on addictions. And, and let's help. Let's be light. Let's serve the poor. Let's clothe people. Let's feed people. Let's make. Let's don't just talk faith. Let's show. Let's have good deeds. My wife this past week, she pulled up at a stoplight, and she's done this on several occasions, and there was someone who was in need, was asking for money, and she rolled down her window and gave the person some money. Now, I, I don't normally do that. I don't have that same compassion my wife has at times, but my wife does that. And I wasn't with her, but my daughter was. My little daughter, she was intrigued. First time she's ever asked. Now, Mama, why, why are you doing that? And Now, Mom, what if they don't really need the money and they're going to use it for something else? And she started questioning Tiffany. She, she sounds like her daddy, praise the Lord. And that's kind of what I do, you know. I, you know. But my, we've got to make a difference. We've got to give. We've got to have good deeds. We've got to impact people's lives. That's one thing I love about this church is, man, listen, we're all about let's make a difference. Let's don't sit on the sidelines and just come to church and just sit. No, let's make a difference. And I thank God for our parking lot ministry right now who's letting their light shine. You see... Some folks only want to be a part of the parking lot ministry in the summertime, but boy, they're out there in the cold. Come on, come on, somebody. There are some people that resign in the wintertime, not our parking lot crew. Come on, somebody. Let your light shine. Let people see your good deeds. Thank God for our ushers. They're, they're ushering every Sunday and letting their light shine because you can talk about your faith, but come on, people need to see your good deeds. Thank God for the greeters who greet with a smile on their face and love people whether they feel good or not. They let their light shine. Thank God that there are people in our kids' ministry right now ministering to our kids, sharing the gospel while we sit here. Now, some of them will come to the 1 o'clock. They came to the 10 o'clock in worship, but they're making a difference right now. Thank God for people in our youth ministry pouring into our teenagers saying, I want to make a difference. I don't want to just talk about faith. I want to have, have good deeds and let my light shine. Thank God for our media team, our production team, those working the cameras right now. They're working hard. I've never, I've never, here's the camera crew's thinking, would you stop moving so much? Please, you keep walking, you're lighting candles, you got flashlights shining, would you? But they're letting their light shine on the cameras. Because we're the light of the world. And light is meant to make a difference. Not sit on a shelf and talk about faith. That they would see your good deeds. And praise your Father in heaven. Let our light shine. And I, I want to apologize to any non-Christians that may be here, may be watching right now. And I want to apologize on behalf of the whole church. Not just people's church, the whole church. If we hurt you because we did more talking than walking. If we've been obnoxious and shined our light all in your face and we didn't love you. The church has condemned you. You haven't felt welcome and loved. I just want to apologize. And I'll tell you what, the church is not perfect. And we miss it sometimes. But it is the bride of Christ. And with all of its perfect imperfections, it's beautiful. And I trust today that you feel loved and you feel welcomed. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're watching. 
And I hope that the light of Jesus Christ would invade your life today. I hope that this church is building bridges and not walls. I hope we have searchlights up attracting you to Jesus. Not motion detector lights trying to keep you out. Because we're the light of the world. And we want to point you to our Savior.